Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Content Workshop, where we talk about content in depth. Today, I am joined by Syntexable. Syntexable is a video editor, a storyteller, a content manager for a multitude of individual brands within esports. And today, he has joined us to give him his background. How are you doing today, man? I'm really good, man. How are you? Pretty well, pretty well. I'm, I'm having a good day so far. I've been watching the Call of Duty matches and some League of Legends matches for the most part, but pretty well. Yeah, man. Um, I guess the first and easiest prompt is just go ahead and introduce yourself, give a little bit of your background and what you think the listeners might want to know, and we'll go from there. Right. So uh, my name is Intexable, and uh, I'm a video editor for mostly known for Scump and Clayster. Uh, Clayster was a new one that I picked up this year. Uh, I've worked for Scump for about a year now, a little over a year. We started around Black Ops 4. And uh, I've, I've worked for a couple of other big names that people would recognize very easily, like Hitch and Karma. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, but I uh, I work for a bunch of other people as well, like Tupac and Rallied and just a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, your your um your Twitter bio, I almost I'm sure your characters are probably gone, but how many people yeah, that you I have? Yeah, I it, everybody's like, yo, I I want you to like be my editor. I'm like, dude, I can't fit everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's got to be unreal. Um, but. You know, kind of down the back before you had all these big, you know, heavy hitter names under your, you know, portfolio. What made you originally start getting into video editing and got you interested in doing it as a career choice? So it was actually, I was like, just like every other kid in mm-hmm. like Call of Duty esports, they wanted to have like the dream of going pro, yeah. you know, or just making some sort of career in the industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I knew I wasn't going to go pro. Like, I was like, listen, it's just the reality. I'm not good. I don't <laughs> have that drive. I just, like, I don't know. Like, I was good, but not good enough to go pro. So I was like, what could I do? Mm-hmm. And I, one day, <laughs> um, how did it happen? Oh, yeah. I think I told Embo. I tweeted at Embo. So I was like, uh, you have the funniest laugh I've ever heard. Someone should do a laugh toss on you. Or I was like, mm-hmm. I should do a laugh toss on you. And he quoted it and said, do it. And I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to do it now. So, I mm-hmm. did an Embo's laptop, and does it like those videos don't take a long time to edit? It was like I downloaded Sony Vegas, and it was just like simple, like cut and edit, like pretty, mm-hmm. pretty easy. And um, so I did that, and that got a lot of attention. He actually messaged me and like posted it to his channel. Then I did one of Maniac. Then I did like, like pretty much every Optic member, mm-hmm. and then I just compiled them into one video, and then that kind of just blew up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was known as like the laptop guy and the funny moments guy. And I just, uh, I started doing, I did that for about like two years. And then whenever Optic moved to like Texas, like there was really not much content you could make mm-hmm. out of just like what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I, I, I don't know what to do. So I kind of like took like a break, I guess. And I just did like other projects for other people. And then the Optic Call of Duty roster broke up the Dynasty roster. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, this is a perfect time to capitalize and like, I messed around with a video. I was actually watching Kingdom Soldier. Um, shout out to him. He's a beast, though. Okay. But I was watching him, and he was like, uh, he's like, I want somebody to do, like, a tribute of what, op- like, that roster did for, like, the Call of Duty scene. Mm-hmm. And that, that car and I, like, sparked a really, like, big motivation and drive. I was like, that's what I need to hop on now. Mm-hmm. And so... I did, and I like I made like a quick little video, and it was still on Sony Vegas. And like me personally, Sony Vegas is more of like a beginner type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's I'm, intuitive; it's easy to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like compared to like Premiere, so I just was like, I'll just uh, I'll see what I can do. And I made one off of uh, Sony Vegas, and I uploaded it. I went to bed, and I wake up, and it's at like sixty thousand views. And mm-hmm. I was like, dude, what did I do? <laughs> and yeah. like the video, like looking back, was very like it wasn't edited very much at all. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't very good compared to what I could do now. It was like, it's hard to watch it, but you know, it's just, it, it's just one of those things that you just got to like appreciate. And everybody, like I was like the first person to do that. And like Dexerto made like an article about it, mm-hmm. through it in vision. And like for like the intro of like that big episode where like the team broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tweeted me and was like, this isn't my video. Uh, this is or this isn't vision this is some textables video mm-hmm. and that was like the first like big part of like recognition that i've got and I, it just like that kind of like just blew up from there and i just started doing like montages of like karma and scump and crim and just like the entire roster and i like 
just really milked it as much as you could, you mm-hmm. know, but like simply because I had so many good ideas, not because like, oh, personal gain, you know, sure, that yeah. was cool, but it was like, I was really having fun with it. Mm-hmm. I like got premiere and like that karma video was like, I got premiere that night and I made that karma video that night. And that was probably my favorite video simply because it was my first time ever using the, you know, the program. And I just, I just went with it and it just like was such a good video and it got recognized by so many people. And that video is how I started working for karma for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, it really, that one blew up too. Uh, Dick Soto made like four or five articles like that month. And it, I was like, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Like I'd wake up yeah. and articles and pros tweeting me and following me. And it was just like, every day was just amazing. And then from there, I, I like after that month in like May, I just, I did everything I could so quick. Mm. I had like nothing to do. <laughs> I was like, now what, you know? Yeah. So I was kind of short on content for a little bit. And um, I just, I wasn't sure what to do. Like I joined a couple of organizations and did like Fortnite videos. And I just was like, it's just not, it's not what not I was like doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, there wasn't a story to tell and I like telling stories in videos mm-hmm. and I didn't have one. So I was like, Fortnite's just like not really it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. And then around uh, Black Ops 4, around right before that dropped, um, Scum was streaming. He was streaming BO3, and mm-hmm. it was like his first stream back. And he tweeted, or he didn't tweet. He uh, he said on a stream, he was like, "I'm looking for like an editor or like a content manager or something for my YouTube channel." He was like, mm-hmm. "It's a lot of work to stream and do videos at the same time." And so he had like all these people donating, saying like, "Oh, I have a degree in this. I can do this." He's like, "Guys, it's just simple editing. Like, you don't have to have a degree or like none of that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it's simple." cut split and keep going and i was like well i've already worked with like two of his like good friends i've worked with hitch and karma because a yeah. little bit before that i worked with hitch for like a month and a half but uh, it was like a video every other couple days so it wasn't like a whole lot mm-hmm. you know but so i had experience with hitch and karma and so i was like well um i'll just tweet him and see where it goes and he saw it instantly and like he said he was like "Ooh, some text well I, i'm actually like really we ended up doing that and so i was like okay and um he was like i followed you back and i didn't even know because when he said that when he said my name like the entire twitch chat was just lighting up red because everybody knew me i was like how mm-hmm. like i was like that's just crazy and then uh um, yeah a bunch of like tweets and like follows and likes came in all at once and i didn't see that he followed me mm-hmm. so i was like this is just crazy and so i messaged him and then about a week later because he was in vegas he he was like um He's like, yo, are you, are you actually down to be my editor? I was like, yeah. I was like, of course. Like, I can grind. I, I can do as many videos a day as you want. Mm-hmm. I can do any type of video. Just let me know. And he was like, okay, perfect. So we he asked me a couple of questions about what I'm capable of doing, like in mm-hmm. terms of like what his content would uh, be. And so I uh, told him everything I could do. He was like, can you do thumbnails? Can you do editing? I was like, yes, I can do all of them. Like, He's like, okay, because I don't want to have to hire, like, separate guys. Sure. Yeah. yeah, he didn't know if he had to hire, like, another, like, a graphics designer or whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. thumbnails, like, my thumbnails were not good at the time, and I definitely progressed a lot. But mm-hmm. uh, I still got a lot of work to do. But, yeah, so I was like, I can do thumbnails that will, like, catch an eye. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just, uh, we started there, and Black Ops 4 dropped, like, four days into it. We uh, We started uploading, and... We just uploaded every day. We didn't we didn't miss a video for like two months, which mm-hmm. I think that's the best on his channel so far. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, I'm pretty proud of that one. I mean, that was a big uh, big year mm-hmm. that opened like a lot of uh, doors for me. It was uh, a lot easier to get other creators' eye if they like look at your bio. They see you work for the face of esports, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I, I don't know. It's like how do you not consider like that person as like an editor? So that opened a lot of doors and opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. going into you know like expanding my work because i was just working for just scump at one point and now i have like six other guys that i like have yeah. like lined up and some of them were still trying to get like uh still trying to get their channel like monetized and trying to get me on there as like a like a manager and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i can just upload the videos for them because it's a lot easier just takes a yeah. lot of weight off their shoulders so 
I mean, yeah, that's really how I got like my start. And that's kind of what drove me to like do what I'm doing. And I didn't think it would ever be a full-time thing. And for a while it was a mm-hmm. full-time thing, you know, but then like whenever creators start taking breaks, it's kind of like, yeah, it's not going to be a full-time, but mm-hmm. it does take a lot of your time. Like it definitely does. Yeah, it, exactly. I, I completely agree with that. And it's two couple things to take away from the story you just gave is one, like you didn't a sit on your ass during the time where you were being successful. Like a lot of people could just like try to rake in followers or go over their own personal brands or like grow that side of things, but you didn't really care about that, which I think something anyone's listening to needs to take note of as far as, you know, how to act when you do get that type of success. Um, and then like you just said, which I was going to ask, I'm surprised. I'm glad you brought up at the very end is like, even though it is a full-time job, you have to continuously like be trying to improve, expand your clientele because you're at like, not in a bad way. It's just, you're at the mercy of their, like their own pace. Like you can't make scump upload a video. You can't make, you know, karma upload a video, whoever rallied, like you're kind of on their own pace or program, um, which constantly means you have to keep evolving your own like business plan, so to speak. Yeah. And like to keep like a, a solid income, like, Cause Scump obviously took a break in Black Ops Four, and that mm-hmm. was just nothing, nothing up until the game drop. Like we, like I met him in Anaheim and stuff like that, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like th- there just wasn't anything. Like you're like this, my job, and how I get paid is strictly mm-hmm. on if they reply. Yeah, that, like that you can't really take into full time, but you gotta take it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, because like yeah, it's hard going on other people's time and it's not contracted work either. So mm-hmm. they, they could just like completely black, like, you know, just back out of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know, like if you're cool with him and you're, you're just like, I don't know, like sometimes you're not going to get paid on time and that's just how mm-hmm. it is. And sometimes yeah, you're not going to get paid at all because of how busy they are. And like, they just don't respond. It's like hard to get hold of them. So it's, it's really something like if you do try doing this full time, mm-hmm. you got to make sure like, like if you're living off this, you got to make sure that they pay. Yeah, that too. And, and I don't know if you can give your opinion on this, but have you tried to supplement like those gaps with like your own, I guess like uh projects that you want to work on, or have you really just been focusing on the management side and piece and trying to get better at like, ex- like explaining and, and telling other people's stories and content? Yeah, I mean, I've thought about doing, like, my own projects. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, as much as I miss doing those, like, I mean, that, that those are kind of in the past, you know? Like, mm-hmm. those are never yeah. never going to be as big as they once were mm-hmm. because of what was so, like, what was going on that made them so important. Like, mm-hmm. the 2P video that I made, like, the Time to Part video where Scump and Formal, like, broke up, that, yeah. was, that video was just, like, the story behind it is what made it good. Mm-hmm. You know, like the editing and all that was like it was okay but it's yeah. mainly like the story behind it and so i was like like i've done uh like i did a project for clayster i did the 1400 days video yeah that, i watched that it was a good one yeah. i liked that a lot yeah so like i did that and i like i like doing projects like that as long as there's a story to tell and there's meaning behind it like mm-hmm. i'm all for it but if there's like no meaning it's like hard to like really be like yeah i'll, I'll do this you know but it's like i, I don't know i just like having videos that matter no yeah I, I know what you mean i think also like just in the whole essence of docuseries and like culminating videos and stuff like that i'd say four or five years ago that wasn't as prevalent as it is now like a couple years ago only a few people were in the scene were doing that like not many people were doing that optic was doing that's why optic got so along with other things that's one reason they rose so quickly is because no one else was doing that now like i mean even the call of duty league the rocker the surge optic Huntsman, all of them are putting out their own docuseries. So it's more like normal. So your ability to stand out is even harder. Like, and like you said, it has to, so it has to have that context and that story behind it in order to stay prevalent and like popular basically. Yeah. And I feel like after, uh, starting like videos with like, you know, working for YouTubers, I've kind of feel like I fell under that category is just the YouTube editor. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard for, I feel like it's a little bit harder for organizations look at me as like a like a documentary cinematic type but that's really what i am mm-hmm. like gaming videos is really not where like i i like show my full potential and mm-hmm. I, I like i tweeted about it not too long ago i was like 
I just can't show my full potential in just gaming videos. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I just no. I, I think hard, it goes like, it goes back to like what your a what your passion of doing something is, especially like. Yeah, you probably could just do generic YouTube edits, but like in a couple of years, you would be burnt out as hell and you'd be like, I don't even want to do this anymore. And it would probably just kill your like drive to even edit, to be honest. Um, and one thing I think, and this is, there's obviously multiple factors of why you're good at what you do when it comes to docuseries and something that caught my eye and the reason I reached out to you initially is like, for me, like this is like a total like fan's opinion. Like the way you score music with, I think is another thing that I think people need to notice and talk about, like, and how you incorporate the music into your edits is like not very many people do what you do in that aspect. I think that also helps to tell the story because music drives an emotion um, along with the edits and the story and all of it culminating together. Not a lot of people can put all of that in one place. So yeah, you got to stick to what you, a, what you're good at, b what you want to do, because in this kind of world, when you're editing, seeing that computer for 10 hours a day, if you don't love what you're doing, then it's going to suck very quickly. Yeah, because those types of videos, they do take a really long time. Like, during that whole month of May, whenever, like, I would wake up, make a video, go to sleep, and have it ready to upload by 1 o'clock. And then when I wake up, I would already start the next video, and then, like, that entire day, I would just do, like, nothing but research. The next Mm -hmm. day, I edit that video and then upload it. And that's just what I did. And it was just a constant grind. And I've never grinded videos so hard like that because Mm -hmm. they took so long to make. And like finding like music that was like the hardest part of it is because mm-hmm. you like I would like try to have people help me like they'd be like yo can I help you like try to find music I'm like sure and it's just like it's something that like as an editor you'll know it when you hear it you mm-hmm. know it's not like uh look up this it's like I don't know like I just once I hear it I'll know and yeah. uh, it's like certain like notes in a song if you put a certain like like a clip maybe like say. Uh, Hex, whenever he was walking onto the stage uh, at COD Champs 2017, you know, mm-hmm. like put his hands up in the air, like he was pointing up to God and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You put like certain songs and certain notes there that can just make it so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. And if you slow it down, like I feel like that's just like a like, the slowed down clips are like the really meaningful clips. Mm-hmm. Like if the clips in my videos that I make are slowed, there's really some deep meaning behind it you kind of got to think really hard and if you mm-hmm. like a, if you're just like a casual fan you probably won't get it um but like and i've had to explain a lot of the clips to people mm-hmm. as to like why it's like so powerful and it's just like in the t2p video uh at a at champs 2016 formal looked at the camera and it says it's over in the song it's mm-hmm. like it's over and it's just like like i i don't know like i couldn't piece that together any better like it Mm -hmm. was like that's just perfect yeah so um yeah like he looked at the camera and like smiled and it was like it's over you know it's like he's happy now he's doing his thing and uh he just wasn't happy with his current team there was a lot of meaning behind that Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of people overlook that in videos especially if you're not an editor i feel like editors might catch it a little bit easier or maybe mm. I'm just crazy. <laughs> it could no, be that. But. I think it's both ways. I think some people do overlook it, but I also think, and I've had this happen to me before where I've had guys that like did the piece they explained to me later is like, you'll watch something, you'll be like, I don't know what it was about that video, but I it stuck to me way more than anything else has. And I have no idea why. And it's because I think that's what it is. Like music artists that write songs really, really well, people are like, I don't know why I like that song so much. Well, the person who wrote the song knows why you do because there's a deeper meaning behind it and there's a emotion tied to it that you don't even understand, but it it still ties to you. So I think it's it's half and half, half people, it does just overlook it. And then half people honestly don't even know why it's attached to them, but that's the reasoning. They just haven't figured it out yet, to be honest. Yeah. Like that type of music is like for those videos that I made, it was just uh, like really sad music. And it was just, it just complimented every video perfectly. And Mm -hmm. I kind of ran out of those types of songs for videos. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason why, like, making those types of montages again, just, like, you just don't feel the same when you find, like, songs now. Like, those, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like all those uh, producers are catering more to, like, the rapping side. Mm -hmm. Not really just, like, an instrumental, like, to listen to, you know. But it's Mm -hmm. more something to, like, create your own music to now. So... That's why in Clacer's video, I took a little bit of a different direction than what mm. everybody's used to seeing. Like, if 
my name was not at the end of that, you would not know I made that video. Yeah. It was a completely different me compared to what I did eight months prior. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like really proud of that. And like, I spent, spent a couple of weeks on that. I spent about a week on that video. Clayson mm-hmm. thought it would take like three weeks. And I was like, no, no, I grind. Like I'm getting yeah. the video like this week. You'll have it. You can upload it. Just let me know what you want changed. I'll send you like test files and we can change stuff around. And we changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, um, like I just uh went a different direction with the music, but like mm-hmm. at the end of that video, the sad music just fit better than anything I could have possibly found. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just a perfect, like I think Kingdom Soldier even tweeted me just recently, like that music and that video was just molded together so perfectly. Mm-hmm. nobody could have told a better story and i completely yeah. agree i don't think anybody could tell a better story with what they had mm-hmm. maybe they could but like that's probably about as good as you could really get in terms of like everything down the line of like emotion you know just like seeing like what all he accomplished telling a story just mm-hmm. everything like just compiled together you that's it you know like i was like so proud of that and i was like i, I don't know if if everybody else is going to look at this video the same as me, because mm-hmm. uh, I thought like this will be like a pretty heavy hitter. And a lot of people are like, this reminds me of like Scump's old montages. I love this. This is amazing. Like the product, people thought it was E United's production team doing it. I was like, dude, it was literally just me. Like <laughs> that felt really good to like, to see that. I was like, I'm, I'm glad that my production kind of resembles like a full organization's production. Yeah, and your your production to me resembles more of like like you think of mar- like uh, brands that drive stories, not products. So like Nike is a good example of that. Apple's a good example of that. Like all their commercials, all their content pieces they put out, they don't talk about their product one time. They like tie it to an emotion or tie it to a story, whether it's something as serious as Colin Kaepernick or it's something as you know as kind of like fun as like an Apple commercial where the guys just dancing all through the freaking doing all types of edits and stuff like everything they never once are like the main focus is their product. The main focus is the story and like the evolution of where they got to where they're at basically. And I think that's one thing that you do that I haven't seen, at least in my personal experience, I'm sure, you know, others out there that are talented in that way too, but that I haven't seen do it in the way you do it. Um, Hitch obviously did a little bit with vision or he did do it a lot with vision, but there's not very many editors I think in a scene now that focus on true storytelling, they just focus on like A to B or edits, which is fine. They're doing what they need to do. There's no issues with that, but it's just, it gives you a uniqueness that other people don't have basically. Yeah. And I got a lot of my, like um, a lot of my style started from Hitch. Cause I was like, what else? Like, I don't, I don't really know. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to do my whole idea with those montages mm-hmm. or to make it seem like you were watching vision. And then yeah, you look, exactly. click out of the video and you're watching some textable, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I thought this was vision, you know, kind of pull you into that feeling. Cause like vision had a different type of feel when you watched it compared to mm-hmm. everybody else. Like nothing came close to what vision was. And uh, I was like, I want to try to like resemble like that same type of feeling. Mm-hmm. People watch these videos. And um, I feel like I did a pretty good job at that, especially for being like, that was like my first time actually taking editing any anywhere close to serious mm-hmm. so um yeah i got a lot of my like inspiration from hitch because i mean i just looked up to him a lot and uh him and Re- uh, revitalize i watched those guys like pretty much mm-hmm. growing up in the cod scene like you'd watch their videos and that's really where i got my like inspiration from so mm-hmm. it, it was really good i i took a lot from them and then i kind of like eventually when i found what i wanted to do i took i took it and just made my own twist to it really and just Mm-hmm. added what i think would be be good and i like started learning like after effects and like that's the thing is like you got to like keep up and you got to be so far ahead if you really want to like tell like an actual story not just a to b video mm-hmm. like you got to be so far ahead of everybody else in terms of like like your storytelling capturing all the emotions mm-hmm. and, like you know just production in general with like after effects and premiere like you always got to keep learning like yeah, that was one question yeah. I was going to ask you is when it comes to like After Effects, when it comes to the technical, like we've been talking a lot about the like intangible side of things, right? With the ability to tell a story, but also with the technical side of things, like what has been your way since you started of just 
honing in, getting better at Premiere, getting better at learning, like all the things. Like, has it been classes, YouTube, just talking to other editors? Like, what has your, been your approach to trying to get ahead, so to speak? Um, I've never talked to editors because I didn't want them to think I'm trying to steal their style. Yeah. Or, you know, because I feel like editors look at it like that, and I don't really talk to anybody like that. You know, like, I'm cool mm-hmm. with Revitalize, but we don't really talk, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. Like, I, uh, uh, somebody in optic last year uh, mm. DM me this this thing. They're like, "Hey, I see you're just now learning After Effects. You can take this and like, it's like an online course, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it I do on YouTube. Like, it's a uh, anything you really need to know, you can find on YouTube. Yeah. And um, but like, there's like a class for like five dollars a month that you could take. And I did mm-hmm. like the first like four or five like solid courses, like three pages. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so I took that, and that's how I made. Uh, I took everything that I learned from that went into Clasers. Okay, that, like all that went into Clasers video, like, and every bit of text on his video was straight from After Effects. None of that was on Premiere. That was every like text was in After Effects. The fourteen hundred how it pans and like zooms into him holding the trophy. Mm-hmm. That was literally After Effects. None of that was on Premiere. I don't know if you can do that on Premiere. From my understanding, I don't think you can, but you might so i i just knew like the easiest way to do it was after effects so that's just what i did i was like if you want to stay ahead you got to learn different programs and i want to start learning like cinema 4d and stuff like that too you know mm. kind of not really for videos but just like uh just making like better thumbnails and more like animated thumbnails i guess so mm-hmm. i mean yeah but it just like after effects and all that i just like took like an online course and just a bunch of tutorial videos and just, yeah, just try to make everything better. Every video has to be better than the last is how I look at it. Yeah. No, I give a lot of respect to people like you who do that because I'm telling you right now, like I've only done like basic level stuff with Vegas and like other stuff. I'm just learning, but like you're sitting there and you're trying to upload a video, you're trying to edit a video and you're also trying to learn at the same time. And it's so frustrating because you're to me at least like I'm, I'm very patient, but I'm also a perfectionist. So like when I mess up something in the, in the program, I'm like, mother, like, I just want to keep going. You know what I mean? So you, you're like, I want to learn, but also want to finish this freaking video. Like, and just, that's gotta be, I know you want to stay like as cool as possible, but it's gotta be fun. I'm sure there's been times where you're just like, F this, like, this is so annoying to figure out, um, overall. But another thing that I want to talk about was your approach with individual creators versus like docuseries and like we went over a little bit you said like you're kind of you know at not at the mercy but you're kind of you they have to reply and you know sometimes payments a little bit weird which is understandable but um you know what is your approach when dealing with scump or with dealing with rallied or whoever and you're like like what are some of the things you ask individual creators of like what they're looking for to help best put out the best possible product yourself um i really see what they want to do Mm-hmm. because at the end it's their content and i like even though i do most of the work mm-hmm. i really still want them to be happy with their videos and not seem like somebody else is running this channel it isn't me you know mm-hmm. i want them to be happy with the videos so like um scump he was supposed to get back into like live comms and stuff but then he got busy with like minnesota and then london like all the events are just so close together yeah we this year really crazy in a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. it's like I, I understand because he's pretty busy. And so it's like, I don't, I don't hold him against it or anything. Like sometimes it gets frustrating because it's like, you want to like keep making content and keep moving forward. But it's like, you gotta, you gotta understand they're a competitor first and then content mm-hmm. second. And so you just, you kind of just have to wait in line really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just asked him like, is there anything you want in the video? Um, anything you want me to take out? And like, it's just up to them, like their personal preference. And then I'll do, I'll do whatever. And then with Rallied, it's like, him and I, we talk, we talk like constantly. We always talk every day, pretty much mm-hmm. just talking about videos and what we can do to, to grow more and to get better. And, um, and same with Tupac as well. Like he's a pretty new creator that I started working with. Mm-hmm. But we still talk about like what we got to do better. And it's mm-hmm. like, maybe we could try to make videos a little bit funnier, you know, like try to cater to that. And I was like, yeah, I mean like we could definitely do that. And so, um, yeah, it's just whatever they want to do, like I'll do. Like I feel like as an editor, that's kind of like your job. You do what they want. Like yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not your video. It's not your channel. Like yeah, like you're an editor and you know what would work, but you got to make sure it's cool with them if they want to do that because it's their video and like if they don't want it, like 
silly edited video, then mm. like you just got to run it by them first and see like what they think. Mm. Uh, you're gonna get uh, like whenever I edit one of Scump's videos, I had it was like him and Nade Shot playing a two v two gunfight, and I added like silly music and camera zoom ins and just like that type of 2020 YouTube style, I guess. Yeah, yeah, basically. And there was a lot of complaints. They were like, I don't like the Disney music. Take it out. It's not the same. Uh, they were like, I'd rather have just a raw video. And I'm like, I, like, you can't please everybody at the end of the day. So, Yeah, with video editors, always, I've asked a couple because I had uh, Patrick Bruder on here. He works in the 2K League. He's part of the Cliff Keller's 2K League team. And he, same. we talked about the same thing where, like, how do you handle the uh, negative side of things? Because some negativity is like there are like true negative points where someone's like, okay, maybe I didn't go out the right way of doing this. But at the same time, you want to stick as an editor. I I get you're trying to go through them. Like you want their uh, creation to come to life. At the same time, it's got to be difficult to filter out what negative comments are viable and like, hey, we should listen to these guys. And then what negative comments are just kind of distractions. Like these are just dudes that are freaking, they're always going to say something about it. Like just keep pushing. It's got to be a little difficult at times. I mean, yeah, there's definitely comments that, like, I, I think about every comment that I see that actually tries to give construct like constructive criticism instead of just being like, this video sucks, which yeah. you don't really find those comments, you know, occasional, like, oh, I don't like scump type of comments. So it's like, mm-hmm. you can't ever take those seriously. <laughs> yeah. There's something to laugh at. Um, But it's just like, uh, when they, like, they give pretty good feedback when they're like, mm-hmm. hey, I think we should, you guys should do this a little bit better. My personal, my my like personal opinion. I think it would make the videos a lot more entertaining and fun to watch. And it's like I take those into consideration, and I like, like okay, let's see what I could do for this next video. Because obviously, you think about it with that video, it's easy to imagine it. But the next mm-hmm. video is a little bit harder to imagine it. So, I mean, it just depends on like what kind of feedback they give. And like, I definitely do read through mm-hmm. comments, and I, I like I take a lot of a, uh, a lot of advice from the viewers because I mean. You know they they know what they enjoy and obviously like i said you can't really please everyone but uh you just got to do what like you just got to do what you feel is right like if mm-hmm. you feel like that could actually make content better then you just got to do it mm-hmm. yeah i agree um and then moving a little to as far as like i know one of the prompts i give you is future goals as a creator and based off how this conversations went I wanted to ask you, it kind of popped in my head is, and if you want to stay non-committal on this, go ahead. Um, but what is your future? Like, do you want to stay working with individual creators? Like, is that a process that you enjoy more or are you looking towards maybe, you know, one day working with like an actual like tier one professional organization or like what is a, what is like your preferred route and B like, what do you see yourself doing in the future? Ideally? Yeah. Um, I actually been thinking about this a lot and mm-hmm. uh, this is like a pretty big career choice kind of oh, yeah. like standstill that I'm at right now. It's like, I, I don't have, I don't enjoy gaming videos anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's just, there's only so much you can do with them. And the, it, like, they're just not like, in my opinion, I can't watch the same, like the videos that, like we post like i just don't enjoy watching gaming videos and or mm-hmm. like editing them now like there's no like fun games to edit mm-hmm. you know or, like if it's fun to play i'm sure it's fun to edit you know but it's like nothing's really like fun to watch or fun to play mm-hmm. like i'm sure like the casual players will be like oh i love watching gaming i don't know what you're talking about but yeah when you've been doing it for like four years you kind of just you kind of just gets stale and it's like i want to work for an organization mm. but you like you got to think like these teams pay 25 million dollars for their spot you got to be worth at least a percentage of that mm-hmm. that you got to be worth at least a million to at least you know even be on their scale of like hey we could pick up this guy you know like that's how i'm looking at it and i look at myself like am i worth a million dollars to an organization mm-hmm. no i'm not because i i just I just feel like these organizations, they already have like these top tier editors that don't really promote themselves that are kind of behind the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like it's just like, it's really hard to grow as like an editor now. And even for me, like people are like, yo, like do you have advice for me? I'm just like, ah, you just got to keep grinding and just improve as much as you can really. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, yeah, it's it, it gets frustrating. 
Yeah, it's an interesting point you brought up about editors not being like promoted because like I just had Harris from Phase, like Atlanta Phase, on here, and I'm looking through his socials, like no hit on him whatsoever. I'm just saying, like you, you see when you see someone's name and Phase beside it, it normally is like twenty point two k follower, whatever, right? It's like this huge following, and he had like I think he has like a couple of thousand followers, but it's just and his work is awesome, like it's amazing. I'm like, how is this dude not being like recognized more? And I think it's because people are used to like seeing names like Hitch seeing names like, you know, Aaron and all those guys, like those guys were anomalies as far as like being that much in the spotlight. Like I can't think of another besides like you revitalize hitch and maybe a couple other ones. And maybe I'm just not as deep in the editing community as I could be, but those are the ones that there's only like the household name type guys I know. So I, I totally understand what you're saying from like, it could affect your own personal brand too and development as a whole. Um, but yeah, I think one thing though that I was just thinking of is, and I don't know if you agree with this, disagree with this, but may, one thing you see in like traditional sports is like certain companies do like do like docu series all the time. Like Netflix has tons of docu series. You have the thirty for thirty on ESPN. You don't really have that in esports, to be honest. Like there's not a company that's doing straight docu series on teams and organizations and esports and stuff like that. So that might be a route as well. But I don't know. Yeah, it's really hard to bring uh, new ideas to organizations and creators because they're obviously really gonna they're gonna be really hesitant about it at first mm -hmm. you know like i mean sure we can try it you know they don't seem down for it mm -hmm. you know it's like i don't want to do it if you're not 100 percent like committed to do it you know what i mean so mm -hmm. i mean yeah like growing as like an editor like i i see all these editors i've like no offense to them. Like I said, they're great editors. They do amazing mm -hmm. work. I just never heard of some of them. I'm like, I don't know where this guy came from. Like I follow them and I like keep up with them now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know. Like these guys are just popping up out of nowhere. It's like, it's crazy. So I mean, I definitely think like revitalize, he could get on an org. I definitely think he has potential to, um, I think I could potentially, I think I have potential to get on an org in my opinion, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think you do. Maybe not like Huntsman, like everybody wants, <laughs> like everyone's like, Oh, you need to join Huntsman. I'm like, Dude, like I don't think you understand how hard you got to work for that and how yeah. long that's gonna take. Um, but yeah, like maybe not like a CDL organization, um, but who knows? Maybe mm. like a sore organization. I, I I don't know, but I really do want to like go along the lines of like a documentary styled like content. I guess content path. Mm. Like I don't I don't I don't enjoy. The gaming videos like sure if gaming's in it like that's cool but like yeah there's a, a story to tell like that's completely different it's like a completely different look you know mm -hmm. as long as there's a story behind it and you know it could motivate people that's what mm -hmm. i want to do like gaming videos like oh i got i got 108 kills in a in a hard point that's not going to motivate anybody and that's like just not motivating to to watch or edit you know like sure it makes you kind of want to play but like no i know what you mean about as far as it goes is that i know what you mean and i 100 agree with you i think uh like i said i think it will eventually happen because esports is in such it's like infancy stage right now like there's not there has been more than enough history to do like outside the lines report type you know docuseries for certain stuff but I think as esports matures, you're going to start seeing that more and more. You're going to see, I'm just naming off random companies. You're going to have companies like MLG and Esports Engine and UMG start doing these docu-series of like the OWL and CDO and stuff like that, or Dynasties. I mean, you think about even like old school Dynasties, like Final Boss and stuff like that, you could have a docu-series on them. Like it doesn't have to be um, anything super recent, but I definitely think there's opportunities. Like I know me and you've, for anyone listening, the first context is me and him first ever talking to each other. So yeah. for me saying this is for what it's worth, but I think you'll definitely have a spot on somebody. You just worked with too many names. You have too wide of a, of a network. It just, it depends on, I think for you, it's not like if you can go somewhere, cause I'm a hundred percent sure you can. It's like, where do you want to go based off what you want to do? Right. Cause you, I think right now easily you could get any video editing. You could get a video editing job at a top tier organization, just doing casual edits, but that's not what you want to do. And I think that's what's slowing things down, um, to be honest. Yeah, and I have like I've had like a really good idea, and I'll share it because it's like, if it happens, I, I want credit in the video, even if I'm not the one doing it. Whatever. Yeah. But like the CDL could be so much 
bigger if they did their own documentary series of mm-hmm. them setting up events, what it takes, like just to show the fans and everybody like what they got to do to do it, you know, mm-hmm. like get these teams flown out, get, you know, cause obviously the CDL is going to be looking at roster changes and stuff too. They're like, Oh, well this team's going to be making a change. So, and I don't know like how much they have to do with it. I'm sure like they run contracts too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could just be like, like the amount of stories that could be told from that, that we have, like, it's unimaginable what they talk about and what stories mm-hmm. they have. Like it could, it could literally blow people's minds. I think if they had like a show of them, you know, setting up events and like contacting teams or teams saying like, Hey, you know, maybe in the future, like what if this happens, you know, like a team wants to back out of the CDL and then wants to get in, but what they got to do to get in, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the contract issues and, and stuff like that, or maybe players leaving. Like there's just like so, so many things you could like, Mm-hmm. could really tell a story but it's hard to like say but in like in my mind it's just that i feel like is a million dollar idea but yeah it's, it's like a... it's hard to bring it across somebody so mm-hmm. high up and they're like um like who are you like what's your uh credibility and it's like oh uh scump but it's like that's not really like is like, i don't think that's something that cdl teams and like organizations are like oh okay yeah we want you you know what i mean but i i don't know just because like his videos are not like documentary style they're more of like gameplay like like yo 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 type of videos so mm-hmm. no but for you i mean personally in my opinion you already have the portfolio you need like obviously you can always get more experience more like reps and stuff like that but i mean you're three i can pick out three or four videos on a youtube channel that are more than enough for a portfolio and i agree with you like even back in the mlg days like can you imagine if someone did a docuseries on adam I never can say his name correctly. Adam Akamsella and like his start from like the first ever MLG event till when he eventually left. Like yeah. there's so many stories and backgrounds that people probably would want to know and would be extremely interested in hearing that it would just be unreal. Like there, that's like almost unlimited content. It's like eight plus years of freaking content that you could, you know, roll out basically. Um, yeah. And I feel like that would get a lot of respect from other esports and other mm-hmm. esports fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know just like obviously they, they're all in the same business at the end of the day and they know what it takes but yeah I feel like the fans obviously like everybody kind of looks at cod as like a oh cod esports you know like it's its own thing and it forever will be in the world of esports actually i don't think so but the the casual viewers they'll always like poke fun at it you know because mm-hmm. it's console you know like and there's like all types of uh like PC esports, like you got like Rainbow Six, you got CS, you got Overwatch. Those are all on PC, and then everybody's just like, "Oh, console esports." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I I don't see like the like the fuss behind that, you know. But I feel like that like those styled videos could get a lot of respect mm-hmm. from like other like esports and other esports fans as well. So I I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. No, I, I agree with you. I think it also would alleviate some of the hate they get sometimes with production stuff. Like when stuff goes wrong, like these mostly your casual viewer doesn't understand how much goes into those freaking streams and those product like it's multi-million dollar productions with hundred moving people. And so people are just always like, oh, in a production, lol, or whatever that freaking stupid face is. But if they had seen like the background behind that, they'd be like, chill guys, like we know what they're doing. Like I think like it would just make the community a little bit smarter as a whole too, as far as like everything that goes into making an event basically. Yeah. And like fans will always be like, Oh, like NA production, but it's like, you're going to have problems. Like it's just how technology is. Like nothing will be perfect. If mm-hmm. you have a perfect weekend, that's probably the one time it will happen the entire year. Good luck having that happen again. Cause perfect production is really hard to come by. Cause there's just things that you can't control that will mess up. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you got to change like bit rates on some things or like, you just never know. And like, like, like you said, those guys work really hard and they have a ton of people doing what they do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, yeah, like I, like as like a, an editor, you know, I respect, like, I, I honestly think the CDL has made a huge, uh, production, like, like their production value has gone up a lot. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course they're going to have issues, but, like, let's be real, for for this, like, it's pretty good right now, and I, I don't think there's a whole lot to complain about. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they're going to find flaws and they'll fix them, but it's their second event, and it's, like, two weeks apart. You know, like, there's going to, like, as a production team, it's kind of hard to, like, 
fix those issues in just two weeks. You know, no, you're not. Yeah. I mean, you're technically not going to fix anything big. You're yeah. just going to fix like little stuff, like how we move something from point A to point B. But as far as like macro production decisions, you're not fixing that. That's going to be fixed in the off season or yeah. whenever like mid season break is. Um, so yeah, hopefully the community will get a little bit smarter on how, you know, things are actually going on to your idea. I think that is a good idea to be honest for what it's worth. And hopefully someone will catch on. I think if you approach right enough people, someone eventually catch on. Um, but moving into a little bit, as far as talking about consumers and talking about people, you know, that watch content, you know, maybe if someone wanted to get in video editing or something like that, storytelling, you know, I know you said a little bit earlier, it's just grind it out. And I feel like that's, obviously a universal piece of advice like the harder you work the better it's going to be but for you like what is some things that you wish some textable like when you first started knew that you know now like things you wish you had known back then when you were first making those laugh videos and stuff like that um i uh i would tell myself you know like what like if i was doing like those laugh videos like if i could talk to myself i'd be like um like just try harder. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like these videos are good and they're getting attention and people like them, but you gotta try harder. And you like, I, I could be farther if I really took those videos a different route. Maybe I, I don't know how different they could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but for somebody like trying to get into it, it's like you you got like whenever I make those types of videos, I listen to one song that I'm gonna start the video with. And I just mm-hmm. sit there and I like close my close my eyes and I just sit there and think, how do I want this to be told? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I want to be shown first? Like out of everything you can find and maybe you can't even find some things, you know, but mm-hmm. you could have a good idea at that point. Yeah, there's certain clips like with the Clayster video. I sat there and closed my eyes and listened to the intro song for like three hours, <laughs> like just sat there and I had nothing on my uh, timeline at all. I was just thinking of how do I want to piece this together? How do mm-hmm. I want to tell this story? Cause once you can put it in your head, you can put it on the program. You can put it in the timeline and you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just got to do what you know how to do and then maybe step out of your comfort zone and be like, and then add this effect, you know, which something like maybe you don't know how to do, but you can mm-hmm. look it up and you like, sure. It's a practice run. like until you're comfortable with it and you're like oh that's it you know like you just know Mm -hmm. and so i just uh start on an editing program that's easy to learn like sony vegas and then just work your way up to maybe premiere or whatever you're really comfortable on it's personal preference um Mm -hmm. just tap into your inner creative and like i i didn't know i had it (laughs) i just didn't know yeah, I think a lot of people that are creative don't know they have emotion. it. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel it out of emotion and it's just like you'll it's I d I don't know, it's unexplainable. Like I'd sit there with my head down on my desk thinking of how I want this video to go, and then I just put my head up and I just start working nonstop. And it's mm-hmm. just Yeah, I mean just make sure you know what you want to do. I mean, mm-hmm. sure you can take ideas from other videos, um, but add your own twist to it and make sure it's not completely the exact same. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a good thing. And I think also kind of pointing back to what you just said is like, yes, work hard, but also be patient. Like don't like substitute, like how, what's the word for it? Don't uh, not sacrifice. I can't think of the word anyway. Like don't sell yourself short. Basically don't yeah. um like just say like, Oh, this is good enough and just go with it. Like, like you said, sitting there for three hours, some people are like, are you serious? But people don't understand like the difference that that can make. I mean, as long as you're hitting your deadlines, you're actually producing work. You know, it's not, you know, as big as you think or as big of a deal as you think. And I think a lot of people, especially in video editing, maybe feel a time crunch or maybe you have like writer's block, I guess is the best way to put it. And then they just kind of settle um, instead of just staying true to what they want to do. Um, and through this whole conversation, it seems like to me that you're hundred percent staying true to what you want to do. And I think a lot of people can take a lot away from that. Like don't just take the easier route, take the route that you want to take, so to speak. Yeah. Like, as much as I love gaming and stuff like that, I can't tell you if at the end of the year I'll still be doing what I'm doing. I don't know mm-hmm. where I'll be. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't know if I'll still be, like, like the editor that everybody knows. Who Like, who mm-hmm. knows? Like, everything can change. And uh, you just got to try to keep evolving. And if you can't keep up, don't get yourself down because I get myself down at times. But it's just mm-hmm. work at your own pace. Don't worry about what other people do. Mm-hmm. You know? 
make sure you're happy with the content you're making and make sure it's good quality. As long as the quality is there, mm-hmm. you, like that's the biggest step. Make sure the quality is there. Cause in a lot of my videos, clips are like super low quality. And it's just like, for me, I just, I, it's, I can't watch those, you know, but like, those are the only other clips you can find. Like, like yeah. in terms of like video quality, like the quality of the overall video, mm-hmm. you got to be proud of, and you got to be like, you, you get like, you just want to show it off. And that's how, you know, you made a good video is yep. when you're like, I can't wait to show the world this, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, like, if you're working on an effect, you're going to have to redo it a couple of times. You're not going to get it perfect first time. I do effects so many times and I'm like, dude, do I just want to try something else? Like it's just yeah. not working. And I'm like, just keep trying. And I just keep trying to find new ways. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just tap into your creative mind and uh, just see where it can take you. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for the, for the word of advice. I think a lot of people can take a lot away from it. Um, you know, with, I think a lot in this industry, people obviously can lose themselves really easily, especially when you do start to network and get a little bit of success. You're like, oh, this is working for me. I'll I'll just go with it instead of just sticking to what you want to do. I think especially in content, it's extremely uh, viable um, advice. So I want to thank you that personally. Um, But before we head off here, I also wanted to give you a chance to shout out any like social medias you have, anything you're upcoming and working on, anything you want to shout out about yourself. I'll just go ahead and do that before we sign off here. Well, all my socials are the same. They're just at Simtexable on every platform, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, like all that. It's mm-hmm. all just at Simtexable. Um, I've got really lucky with my Instagram. The guy just straight gave it to me. I was like, thank God. <laughs> so, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, my all my socials are the same. If you guys want to follow me there, I want to try to post more content on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, my YouTube is just basically funny clips of streams. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, my uh, my Twitter is just funny clips of streams, and I just, you know, I like to all, all my uh, all my opinions are my own on my Twitter, really. So, and my YouTube, I want to get started back up again. I just, like I said, kind of in like a a state of mind where it's like, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Videos yeah. on there. So, I mean, I, I want to take content to a new level, and um, if anybody has any suggestions that they would like to see, I like I said, I take every video suggestion and a consideration mm-hmm. uh, i appreciate all the support from everybody throughout the years uh, i can't believe i got to where i'm at but i definitely got a lot farther to go before i can say i'm satisfied yeah exactly and for anybody just because he isn't like out of a middle stage of his youtube like you could go you could spend like a couple weeks easily going back and watching some of the videos he's done and he's got you know movie length like short movie length videos on there. So it's not like just quick clips or anything like that. So definitely check that out. If you're listening to this on Spotify, like you said, add some textable when this uh, video does go live at Sam and Jam TV, my socials, I'll be promoting all his stuff on mine as well. And if you're watching this on YouTube, everything he just listed will be in the description below. So you guys can immediately click on that. I'm um, make it easy. But yeah, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, dude. Like I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, it's always fun to talk to people on the podcast for the first person first time I've ever heard their voices on the podcast. Yeah. So um, it's always a pleasure to be able to do that. And thank you for taking the time. And hopefully people that were listening got, I know they got something out of it and hopefully they can take and run with it and help their own projects as well. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. This was actually my first podcast too. So uh, yeah, I appreciate it. It's a, it's an honor and I'm glad to be here and uh, I'm really excited to uh, see what people think and see what they can do themselves with the advice I gave and see if I can help change careers and lives. Who knows? Yeah, I, I know you will. And also, if this is your first podcast, and I'm really jealous because you did a hundred times better than I did on my first one, I was bumbling so bad. But yeah, man, um, thank you so much, and everybody listening to the content workshop, thank you so much. Uh, the episodes go live every Sunday. The time differs just based off how everything's going with uploads. However, it is on Sundays. Um, so check us out: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, anchor any podcast service it's on it and then it's also on youtube if you just type in the content workshop on youtube it'll pop up and you guys can watch it there thank you guys so much and i hope you guys have a good rest of your day i'll see you guys later